Welcome to 15 Minute Theatre, the only review show that squeezes a whole production into 900 seconds. The date is 29th of November 2017, and we've just been to see Ink. Open the house. Vicky. How you doing, Vicky? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Well, to be honest, I'm not very well. Oh, no, what's I've wrong? I've got pink eye. Oh, weepy eyeball. <laughs> weepy eyeball. Sticky, weepy eyeball. Oh, you're such a delight. <laughs> but, nevertheless, we've just got back from seeing Ink at the Duke of York Theatre. Yeah, I think it's the Duke of York's Oh, is theater. it? Does yeah. he own it? I th- believe probably not. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. All right, so, Ink, it's by James Graham, directed by Robert Gould. Um, it starred Bertie Carvel and Richard Coyle. And it's running until the 6th of January, 2018. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into it, tell us, what's it about? So, it is basically about the um, setting up of the newspaper The Sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not setting up the newspaper the same because that was going for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, no. So basically, the, the um, Rupert Murdoch buys the Sun. So setting up the Sun as we know it. So he buys the Sun. He has a very quick turnaround for his first copy, and they decide to sort of go to areas that no newspaper has gone to before, i.e., make it very populist. And yeah, there you go. That's well, the basic premise. I've got a sun headline for you. Yeah, what's that? I bloody loved it. Oh, it's not a pun though, is it? Oh. We, should, we should have spent a bit of time thinking of some puns, shouldn't oh, we? Yeah. Oh, Frenny well, star ate my theatre performance. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Maybe we'll think of one as we go along. Okay, maybe. All right, so before we start, I just want to mention a couple of things a bit of housekeeping. Okay. Right, the seats. I was squashed into that seat. Yeah, this is not the only time we've been to this theatre, is it? And they are very tight. Very tight? They're made for small people in the past, and normal-sized people, sadly, have a bit of a problem with seeing in them. (laughs) And oversized people... Like like yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly difficult. In fact, I think you used a bit of MySpace as well. I think I had to. Um, And it it did have a running time of three hours, so it wasn't short. It was not short. Yeah, You're so, correct. So it made it difficult. And also, we had a woman sitting next to us. Who we were, it, <laughs> you were terrified of. She was very scary. She um, she made somebody. She noticed somebody was using their mobile phone five minutes before the show started. Yeah. So she told somebody else to tell them to turn it off. I know she's passing the buck. I think slightly. she was just like a French teacher or something. She could have been a teacher, quite possibly. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Okay, so first thoughts. What did you reckon? Um, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I say this as often <laughs> about things we've been to see, like it's a surprise. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well done. I thought the dialogue was very snappy. It was very witty. Um, characters are very good. I, yeah, what's not to like, really? I mean, in the nature of telling a good story in a newspaper, yeah, it told an amazing story. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Rupert Murdoch is a figure who we all love to hate. And. Speak for yourself. I think he's great. <laughs> okay. Rupert Murdoch is a figure that many people in their right minds love to hate. <laughs> um, so, to sort of see. Because uh, obviously, us being the generation that we are, we don't we don't know him from back in the day. We know him more as an old man and the scandals and stuff that have been going on recently. And um, so it's sort of interesting to see what he w- was supposedly like in that time and how he behaved. And yeah, it was a good premise for a play, that's for sure. Yeah, and it, it raced along. You know, you're interested in the narrative, interested in the story. And the yeah, plot. yeah. I thought it was great. So. Um, so let's just focus on a few performances. It was, it was quite a large cast. There was about 12 on there. Uh, 13. Did you do a head count? Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, yeah, I okay. there was about 13 in it. Okay. But anyone stand out for you? Um, yes. Yes. I would say in particular, I'm not sure how you actually say his name. Bertie Carvel? Bertie Carvel. Bertie Carvel. Uh, Bertie Carvel. Carvel. Um, who played Rupert Murdoch. Uh, who many people will know from being the horrible husband in Dr. Foster. Or Rising uh, Damp. And uh, he was also in Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. And The Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin. He's, was he in that? No, but I did think he made, he did a startling uh, impersonation of Leonard Rossiter. Okay, I can see where you're going with that. But um, I thought he was really, really, really good as Rupert Murdoch. You He's, can see where you're going, but you're not interested well, in Well, no, because I'm trying to... I'm trying to t- discuss this. Okay. <laughs> You've asked me a question, and then you're just being like, "Oh, Leonard Rossiter." <laughs> um, he his phys- his physicality was really good. Like he really, I didn't know it was. I don't know it was this the same guy. Um, he he really sort of took on Murdoch and on all the levels. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was excellent. I did as well. Yeah, and let, we should also mention uh, the guy who played. Is it? Was it Larry Lamb? Larry Lamb, Lamb yeah. George Lamb's father. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> played the editor of that. An, another guy called Larry Lamb, who would have thought it? Uh, Richard Coyle, yeah, also been in many things, popular Anyone things. Anyone you want to mention? Um, oh, yeah, and then there's my friend, of course. Um, a lady called Sophie Stanton, who you might have seen in EastEnders quite a lot. She often plays a detective, you know, someone's done a crime. Well, everyone's done a bad she, crime, like, she turns You know, she come, I'm not that I watch EastEnders, of course, but... But more notably... But more notably, um, I worked on a sitcom many years ago, and um, she was in it, and I spent many hours what, what, rehearsing with what her. What was the sitcom? Well, it was a sitcom that sadly never went to air. It was called Odd Socks. Um, and she is a very lovely lady. So I was delighted to see her on the stage. Um, you should have sent her some good. flowers or something. Well, if I'd have known, if I'd have actually looked at the poster before we went, maybe I would have. <laughs> <laughs> but she was brilliant. I mean, they created the newsroom, didn't they? And they pulled the team together. Yeah. And they all brought something interesting to it. They were, you know, they, they, really, they were larger-than-life characters and... They, they, they were fun to watch and certainly the first half there was lots of fun I mean I quite liked the recruitment conga yeah they did a, they did a dance didn't they a little, which was really unexpected yeah every time they took someone on they were all doing this little dance so there was lots of levity and you know excitement of getting the paper on and then the second act was a little bit darker I suppose yeah it, I mean it was very witty wasn't it it was very um it was very well written and it, it was funny and yeah and then it did it did take a turn for the dark a bit mm-hmm. later on but yeah no it was great it really whizzed along so um, 
You like the script then? I thought the script was really good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, I, I kept, I did keep thinking, how does, is this stuff that people actually said? Do we know? How do we know? They've just, have they just made this up or is there like stuff that actually happened that people know about? I, but, but that doesn't matter, I don't think. Well, I suppose that happens in any story that's based on true events. I do think about I do think about that with The Crown as well, a lot on Netflix. Well, apparently <laughs> there's this kind of new kind of system where, you know, they'll put at the start of the, a film, this film is based mostly on true events, which basically means they've made a load of stuff up to make yeah, it more exciting. Yeah, I'm sure they did make a lot of it up. But but it was... I well, I don't know, because I, I, thought it, I thought they were going to be really down on Mur- Murdoch and... All that and it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't really come across like that. It's quite sympathetic to his character. I thought. Well, I don't know whether it was particularly sympathetic. I mean, he did sort of say that he didn't have any friends, and he and he was trying to get Larry Lamb to be more horrible to people. What's so I don't think. That? <laughs> so I don't think. I don't think he didn't. I mean, he didn't come across as a nice guy, but he didn't come across as maybe the sort of evil figure that many people see him to be now. But, you know, it was early days. He was just starting out. Maybe he hadn't quite reached those heights yet. The dizzying right. heights of evilness. But it was a very, I thought it was a very enjoyable romp. <laughs> yeah. And, and even though the seats were small and it went on a bit, it didn't feel it was over long or anything. No, well, they had a lot to get through. There were many puns that they had to <laughs> get through. <laughs> Do you remember any headlines that they brought up? Oh, there was a headline, if I look in the programme. Um... Yeah, but the first one, wasn't it, uh, man oh. kills himself and run away, runs no, away? No, the first one was like the horse, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, horse type sensation, which apparently was going to be longer, <laughs> but they didn't order enough big E's for the title. <laughs> and if that's true, that's quite a nice little story yeah. to put in, isn't it? Um, yeah, and uh, there's a few anyway. We won't go into those because we'll be here all night. Um, what about the staging? Now, when I first fo- saw the set, I found it a bit overwhelming and a bit confusing. Um, it reminded me... Of, I, I don't know why I thought of Terry Gilliam's Brazil. OK. It's quite nuts. The set's yeah. quite nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like lots of desks piled up. On different uh, levels. On different levels. Um, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And I did like the convention. They had, like, a trapdoor. And, my God, did they use that trapdoor. Up and down, up and down, desk here, table there. Bench. Bench. Yeah, all sorts of stuff came out of that trapdoor, didn't it? But right at the start, they talked about the five rules of journalism, didn't they? Who, what, where, why, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And every time they said one, a W appeared. Yeah. And so the first half, basically, only I could only see four Ws. Yeah, because we were sat quite high, weren't we? And the speaker was in where Speaker in the way, what, the other W? Yeah. I was relieved to see that W when I stood up. <laughs> yeah, I could sense how worried you were about that. It was playing on my mind. Um, so, yeah, it was quite a crowded set. Yeah. It didn't probably... It gave a nice illusion, but I thought it was a bit too It crowded. messed with my head a little bit. Yeah. I mean, as it went on, it be- it became a bit less intrusive. But basically, there was hardly any stage for them to act because there was so much set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were quite restricted. Especially when they were doing their recruitment dance. Yeah, it was... Not yeah. a lot of room. Okay, what about the lighting and sound? Uh, lighting, I don't think was. Uh, nothing struck me as being particularly special about the, the Except lighting. Except they kept missing their lights. Every time they did a spotlight, they seemed to be just out of the spotlight. I thought maybe that was purposeful. Do you think? No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the projection at the back was pretty good. There was a lot of. Uh, they there was like a, a bit some big screens at the back, weren't there? That they used quite a lot, which was quite good to show 
um, uh, papers and headlines. And, and, yeah, and there was, was one good. point where Rupert Murdoch was being interviewed on TV and they showed it on the Oh, I love that. Yeah, that, that, was, really that was well done, wasn't it? Yeah, which makes me think that, that must have been pretty faithful to what happened at the time. Yeah, you'd think so. I'd be interested to see if we could find that on the, on the YouTube. On the YouTube, yeah. Look. Okay, and um, any standout moments for her? Um, yes. Uh, I there was a bit where they so they were they were trying to get the first issue off the ground, and they were doing lots of brainstorming. And they, the first they sort of did a first page, and then they didn't like it, so they were um, trying to come up with ideas. I was like, there's a dog in here playing with toys in case anyone's wondering what the strange squeaking is. Being left out. Um, yeah, so they were they were coming up with ideas of what they were talking about, what they all liked and what they wanted to see. Um, you know, and it was uh, like women, football, uh, and then one guy was like, "Weather." He's like, "Let's put the weather on page two. On page two, yes, I like weather. I want to talk about the weather." <laughs> and that bit really tickled me because the guy was quite—he was quite a sort of well-spoken, sort of slightly nerdy chap, wasn't he? And he got so excited about the weather. Yeah. That was, for me, was a really stand-out bit. I don't think there was any real stand-out moments for me. I mean... It, it, the dancing, you've been banging on I, about the dancing I know, but I don't want to say it again. Da- <laughs> I just love the dancing. Love the dance. um, um, and I thought what happened in the second act, when it got a bit darker, was kind of really... I was very interested to see what where it was going and all that. Yeah. But there wasn't any huge stand-out moments. All right, OK, so we're going to take a break and we'll come back with the all-important score, shall we? Sure, why not? Before we get onto the scores feature, uh, feature, <laughs> the scores feature, a <laughs> brand new feature, the scores. Um, before we get onto the scores, Vicky, we've got our feature. Oh yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so we've we've got two on the leaderboard at the moment. This is where we price a bottle of we bottle of water from the venue. Yeah. Um, in first place at the moment, the cheapest is the Young Vic with one pound seventy, and right at the bottom of our lead table, at number two, is the Phoenix Theatre for two pounds seventy. Yeah. that's a whole pound difference for a bottle of water. I know, it's ridiculous. So, Vicky, how much was the water at the Duke, Duke of, of York's? Um, it was uh, two pounds seventy. So I feel, I wonder, so this is a part of the Ambassador... Don't pull back the curtain. This is part of the Ambassador Theatre Group. You're pulling back the curtain. Okay. Do you know what that means? No. You know, in The Wizard of Oz, where they pull back the curtain... <coughs> ...and they reveal the magic. Okay, I'm not revealing any magic. Well, you are. You Well, okay. Go on, then. I'm just saying I feel like it might be part of the same theatre group that The Phoenix is part of. Well, that that's why the they're the same it? price. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know because I need to look at that. Okay, well, let's pull the put the curtain back. <laughs> Replace the curtain. Okay, so it means well done, Young Vic. You're still in the lead with one pound seventy. I think Young Vic's going to be hard to beat. Oh, good. Well, we'll see. Maybe this uh, feature will change, have a be a revolution for every water seller in Theatreland. Well, it's poor because what if you really need a drink and and what if you have some sort of water problem? <laughs> you really need a drink. It and gets they don't from the toilet. Gets from the tap. Well, they might. Prov- I'm sure you can probably actually get tap water. Anyway, well, anyway, that's the, the most fun <laughs> bit that we spend half our time on the water feature. Okay, so we're getting on to the scores now. I had a little problem with it last time. I don't know if you remember. I got do, myself I all do confused. Remember. 
You got in a bit certain. of a kerfuddle, didn't you? It's fine. So we're going to mark each area out of ten each. So performances, Vicky, you can start. So I'm doing ten out of ten. Yeah. I think they were all very strong, and I don't normally like to give things full mark because I feel like it's a bit. I've got nowhere to go. Uh, but they were very, very good. Oh, man, I don't know. Nine? Okay. I'm also going to give it a nine. Okay. Um, I thought, good performances. All right, so, staging and technical. Um, well, we kind of talked about this. The set was a little bit overcrowded, so I'm going to be quite harsh on this and give it a five. So I'm going to give it a seven, because I think like the, what they did with the screens was really good, and there were certain bits that were really good. You know, like when they had the... There's a bit where they were um, trying to do like a, a chart, but with ribbons where they were putting ribbons and that. That yes. was all quite good. So I'm going to go seven. Okay. Brilliant. Right, narrative. I'm going to go nine again. Strong, very strong. Yeah, it's a good story. But I think they were basing it on stuff that actually happened. But that's okay. Allegedly. <laughs> that's, that's the same as what they did with Titanic. The film? Yeah. Yeah. That okay. all happened. <laughs> yeah, all of it. <laughs> I've got the jewel. Have you? Yeah. Can, can I have it? <laughs> no. All right. I'm also going to give it a nine. Well done. Okay. Originality. I'm going to give it an eight. Why are you giving it an eight? Because it's not original. It's based on events that have already happened. Yeah, but the way it was done was quite original. Yeah. Well, you can give it whatever you like. Oh, I just don't want to be. I don't want to be too. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. <laughs> Quick. Well, I'm going to have to rush Help you. It's 15. Okay, I'm going to go eight again. I'm going to go eight as well because... You're going to go eight? Yeah, because, yeah. Okay, and finally, originality. I've never done that. Was it worth it? I'm going to go for a ten. You're going to give it a ten? Yeah, because I really do think it was worth it. Okay. I'm being no. generous. I'm in a generous mood. That's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it, but I'm going to give it a nine. Mark it down a little bit because there wasn't any huge stand-up moments. I didn't feel... Any catharsis? What about the dancing? <laughs> That's dancing, but I am sticking with my nine. All right, so okay. I'm again, really sorry I'm, you didn't feel any catharsis <laughs> in that. <laughs> I'm now going to use a calculator to add these scores up because apparently I keep getting it wrong. So there's no apparently about it. <laughs> so while I add up the scores, maybe Vicky, you can say something about something. Um. So I don't really know what to say. <laughs> uh, so I believe the next show that we're going to see. Uh, unless illness strikes us both down, which, as you can hear by my voice, and we've already discussed James's pink eye, may happen. <laughs> uh, we're going to see Showstoppers, the improvised musical, which I'm very excited about. So we're, on our next podcast, we will be talking about that. Great. And just in time, <laughs> James has done the scores. Okay. I feel like you've not given me enough... There. Sorry, I'm just judging James on his scoring. I think he's too gone too low. That's too low. Yeah, it is too low, but I've added them all together. I'll do it again. All right, let's... <laughs> I don't know how to fill the time. Okay. I feel like I should have some... Oh, maybe I could read you something from the programme. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read you some, some sun headlines really that they've maths. put in the programme. My particular favourite is, how do you solve a problem like Korea? This is a newspaper that we all should be reading. Uh, girl eats 4,000 washing up sponges. That's a front page headline. Oh my god! Again, let's point you towards this for your next uh, <laughs> newspaper purchase. James, have you redone those scores? <laughs> redone the scores, okay. that? yeah. Right, jeez, it's harder than it looks. Right, okay, so we have got eighty-three out of a hundred. Okay, so to get our five-star rating, 
I'll do the calculation. It gets a 4.2 star rating. So that's four stars. That's rating. out of five. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Four, four, four stars. I mean, I do feel mean because I do think it was a very, very good. I know, but we can't mark everything really high. <laughs> no, I, I think guess. that's pretty high. Four point two is good. I guess, but if my if my dear friend that's that's in the <laughs> my dear friend Sophie hears this, she'll be very disappointed, and we'll never work together again. Okay. Well, look, Vicky, I'm afraid that's the theatre bell. Okay. Ringing in our ears. Oh yes, I can hear it. There we go. <laughs> Means we're out of time. So thanks for listening. I've been James. I've been Vicky. The curtain's down, the theatre's dark, and that was 15 Minutes Theatre. Good night. If you're brave enough to have your theatre production reviewed, please contact us at 15minutetheatre at gmail.com, find us on Twitter, and please rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.